The following is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. This is a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. Today we shine on with some great summer beach books, including the latest from Delia Efron, who takes us to the coast of Sicily in Syracuse. I was in Syracuse, and I do not know why in the world I wanted to go there. I think I heard that Sicily invented ice cream and that it was the first <laughs> place was near there. That's on the way, but first we're traveling a little farther than Sicily. We're traveling to higher realms with the ordained Camp Chesterfield medium, Reverend Gail Hicks. Gail can assure you that if you have a loved one who's crossed over, that loved one is both busy and wanting to hear from you. I hope that you'll join Gail and I at the Dobbs Ferry Women's Club Friday, August 5th for her intimate talk and message circle called Death is a Myth. I'll give you the phone number for tickets coming up. Gail, as a spiritualist, you say death is a myth because... We believe in the spirit world and that you do not die. The physical body dies. That's what the myth is. Everything's you, once you're dead, you're dead. You're not. Your spirit body lives on. Your persona, the person you are, the, all the energy and your personality goes with your spirit body into a higher realm. All right, what's, what's our spirit body doing in this higher realm? As the hermetic law says, as above, so below, whatever you enjoy doing here on the earth plane, you can do there. So if you played golf, you could be playing golf there. When some people want to specifically talk to their mother or their father or their uncle and they want to know, well, how come they didn't come in or how come they didn't come for my message? It's because, well, they have free will too. They don't have to be there for you. They can come when they're invited. And maybe they were busy. Maybe they were playing golf somewhere or fishing, you know. But usually your loved one is excited to be there for you. And if they can make it, they make it. If not, they send somebody else in place of them. However you work here on the earth plane, however you elevate yourself here by community service, helping other people, being a good mom, grandmother, or helping others is determines the, the level that you go into the spirit world. Okay, so you, you know? ascend to the realm in which you are placed, and you're, you are placed in a realm based on your... Your goodness you, and kindness in this life. Yes. Yeah, so if you were a law-abiding citizen and you did this and, and you helped other people and you did community work and, you know, you were a doctor or a minister or you worked with Dunkin' Donuts and you, but you were a very helpful person, you would go to the right place. If you did a bunch of terrible things, you would not go to the same level that other people go to. Okay. It's, it's like the hierarchy part. We're talking to Reverend Gail Hicks, and she's coming to Westchester, and I want to meet you there at this very special night called Death is a Myth in Dobbs Ferry. Details on the way. Okay, so... I want to connect with someone, and they're on the other side golfing. Why are they golfing? Why aren't they missing me terribly? <laughs> well, you know, maybe you want to connect with them while they're golfing, and they didn't know that you wanted to connect. But the other thing is they can show up dressed in a golf outfit at the last minute. Oh, okay. They can show up last minute like, okay, I hear you calling me, but I was, you know, just finishing up the back nine. But do they have emotions like we do? Do they have sadness that they're there? Yes, you have all your emotions because the spirit body is your emotional body that you ascend into. 
Okay, the spirit body is the emotional body you ascend into. So say yeah. say a mother just passed and her daughters are, are home missing her. Is the mother missing them as much? Yes, because she's still in a transitional phase. Usually you have to, it depends how they passed and their death, it depends how they passed. If they had a tragic death, then you got to give them some time because they need time in their transition. Like they go to like, say like, you know, like a trauma center over there in the spirit world until they realize that, oh my gosh, I am gone. And then they too still miss, they miss being on the earth plane but they're free of what, however their body was. If they were ill for years, they're free of all the pain and suffering. And then they might not know that they can contact you through dreams. They might not know that if you're constantly thinking of them, they go, well, how do I get a message? I hear them calling me, but how do I get a message? But if they think or show you an image, if your loved one would show you an image of making cookies or sliding down the slide and you have a reminiscent of that and you start crying, it's like, People don't know here, like it was you or me. It's like, wow, I wonder why I keep thinking about this. Well, it's because they're sending it to you. I try to help people that, yes, you can go to other people and mediums and get messages, but if you would just quiet your own mind and listen to your dreams and call out to them, you got to remember they can drop thoughts into your mind because spirit communicates mind to mind. And you have to relax. I can't tell you how many people I work on, I do Reiki, and after a mm-hmm. session, they'll tell me about a dream or a visitation or a feeling they had but you because they've been, they've experienced a relaxed state if yes because you help them to be in a relaxed state to let go right if and to get out of the way a spirit if a spirit's coming in for a landing they've got to have a place to land <laughs> that's correct right if your mind is yes. monkey mind and you're tense or whatever you know i worked on a woman the other day whose mother has been passed two years and she yes. f- she feels her mom's still hanging around is that possible it can be possible. Um, the mother can be hanging around, but then that would mean she was earthbound. Usually you don't want your loved one to be hanging around and be earthbound. That was exactly the case. She felt that she was earthbound. How does that happen? Well, sometimes they're still caught in losing the physical body. So they can kind of choose to hang around for a while, but then it makes it harder for them to go back. So then you have to light some candles, say some prayers, and keep sending them to the white light so they can make finish their journey and, and be up there and be in a, a higher realm. And, you know, when people are constantly saying things like, oh, yeah, my dad's with me all the time. Well, you know, that's not a positive thing for you to do to your father because, yeah, he loves you and everything, but, you know, he has passed on. And, you know, he deserves his freedom to journey in the spirit world and do the other things that he's asked to do in the spirit world. They don't just go over there and hang around and play golf all the time or go fishing. They study. That's Reverend Gail Hicks. We'll have more with her next week and find out just what your loved ones are busy doing. And if you'd like to meet her, join me at the Dobbs Ferry Women's Club for Death is a Myth, Friday, August 5th. Here's the number for reservations. 914-686-8002. 914-686-8002. And I'll post details at caseyradio.com also. Now, I promised you summer reads on the beach, and we're delighted to welcome back Delia Efron. So I'm guessing, Delia, you wanted a Sicilian vacation, so you set a book there? Um, That is so funny. No, that is not exactly what happened. I was in Syracuse, and I do not know why in the world I wanted to go there. I think I heard that Sicily invented ice cream and that it was the first (laughs) place was near there. 
so um, I dragged my husband there, and it was this amazing place. It's just that the old section is is just. Uh, the Romans knocked all the trees down in, in 212 B.C. Uh, using the lumber for sh- to build warships, and then they just didn't plant any more trees. So it's kind of, it's all paved over with stone. So the ancient footprint rules, these tiny, windy streets and, um, and a magnificent Piazza Duomo, and I mean, it's beautiful there. And then, so the first day I thought, this is the most magical place I've ever been. And the second day, I thought, if I don't get out of here soon, I'll go mad. Really? Yes, because the stone, you know? Um, And I thought, this is the most perfect place to take two couples, and in this case, also a child, on vacation, where the secrets and betrayals in their marriage, just everything explodes. Everyone starts to go crazy. So the place, I started with the place. And when I and I started the book when I got home, I knew who the characters were, and I just started writing. In four, it's a it's a Rosh, it's a Rashomon, so it's four different people. These two couples: Michael tells his story, Lizzie tells hers, Finn and then and Taylor, and they alternate, and each knows things the other doesn't. Ladies and gentlemen, and this is the part of the program when Casey learns a new word from Delia Efron. You said <laughs> Rashomon. Yes, it's a famous Kurosawa movie. Um, um, called Rashomon, in which four different people tell their stories. Okay, so when... I, I don't know how many tell in that, in that, but it's the idea of alternating narrators. Right. Like it's called a Rashomon. First, here you hear this one's point of view, and like Finn, and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then and you then you hear Snow's point of view, and I thought, why are we... No, not, you don't. You don't. never hear the child's point of view. No, it's the four adult characters. Oh. She is so pivotal to this story, this 10-year-old child, because you don't know whether to love her or to fear her. You don't know whether she's shy or whether she's cunning. And as the, 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 the story moves from Rome to Syracuse, um, she moves to the center of the story. You made a scary child named Snow in your book? Yeah, I did. I did. She's a powerful character. I mean, you know how powerful children can be in families. Sometimes you, you visit a couple and you realize that the child is, is calling the shots. I really wanted to write not just about marriage, but the raising, you know, Snow is Taylor's daughter and their borders are blurred. are not clear. Blurred. Yeah, yeah, and blurred. Yes, good word, blurred. Mm-hmm. I just learned a word from you. Uh-huh. And so, um, and Lizzie doesn't have kids, so she sees Taylor's relationship to her daughter as as neurotic and Taylor thinks Lizzie is is undeveloped as a woman because she doesn't have a child that she doesn't really understand the depth of that responsibility and love so there's a distrust there so I was exploring kind of ideas that I think are out in the world right now in the context of this story which is heading very quickly and toward a catastrophe and you don't know what it is. Yeah, but you can't stop watching. Delia, Delia Efron, our guest, author of Sister, Mother, Husband, Dog. It's been a while since we talked about that great book that I love so much, but I'm glad you're back. Now, I don't have children, but I look at couples or mothers, and I can see in my own life where I know some moms, you can't see where they stop and the kid starts. It's like... Yes, I know. And in, in the when I was writing Syracuse, I was I was using that idea, and I, I mean, in, in understanding each marriage when this 
when Snow was born, Taylor fell more in love with her child than she was with her husband. So that is that dynamic is playing out too. Mm-hmm. The mother's loyalty is more to the child than to her husband. We certainly know that. So I took things that are very recognizable in our world and just pushed them a little bit in in this story. Fabulous. All right, Saracusa is the book, and it's the novel everybody's going to bring to the beach this summer, and you're going to enjoy a lovely vacation, and then more books, I'm sure. What can we expect next? Is there anything percolating? Oh, this book has sold to the movies, so I am writing the screenplay, and that's the next thing on my plate. Yes, um, Syracuse has sold to this fabulous company called Working Title, which does like the Coen Brothers movies and the Theory of Everything and Bridget Jones' Diary, and they just do wonderful films, and they've bought it, and Alfonso Gomez-Reon, who directed Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl, is going to direct it, so my next thing is to write the screenplay. You get to write the screenplay. That yes, is I do. We are so happy for you. Awesome. So when do we know when the movie's going to come out? Well, that we don't know yet. Okay. But we do know that it's going to happen. And we have plenty of time to read the book, the beautiful book, Saracusa, Delia Efron. We always enjoy having you here. Come back again soon. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day. Same to you. That's Delia Efron. I just love her. Saracusa is her latest book, and if you'd like to be eligible to win a copy, email me at caseyradio at gmail.com. Include your name and address. Next, we retire to Einstein Meadows. Husband and wife authors get us high on community living. This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. Ladies, you know how good it feels to catch a glimpse of your own reflection and smile back at it. Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco can help refresh your reflection naturally. Long-lasting Thermage uses radio frequency to strengthen your skin. Thermage can help you regain a youthful contouring of your cheekbones and jaw. It works great on stretch marks and on your legs and around your knees, too. A Fraxel laser treatment pinpoints sunspots, scars, and wrinkles and stimulates your own natural collagen. Fraxel can help change damaged skin into glowing, healthy skin. Ladies, in less time than a yoga class or a mani-pedi, you can renew and rejuvenate your skin and smile back at your reflection. Take the first step today. Call Dr. David Bank at the Center for Dermatology in Mount Kisco. Here's the number, 914-241-3003. And visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. Hi, it's Casey. Meet authors Nancy and Ned Engel, now living in the Hudson Valley, having a series of retirement adventures. How long have you two been married? 34, 35 years. 35 years. And, and have you ever said before, let's write a book? Nope. Well, wait a second. Actually, for oh, yeah. years before I retired, I always said to Nancy, listen, you're a trained journalist and editor. We, I need you to write the great American novel so I could retire early. <laughs> That's right. And now you have. What's the name of this book? <laughs> Go ahead, sweetie. Okay, the name of the book is Einstein Meadows, Unspoken Perils and Thrills of Living in a Retirement Community. Einstein Meadows. So where is your retirement community set? Well, we, we set it in the Southwest. It's actually a real community, but we keep the exact location somewhat of a secret. But it's in the Southwest. It does exist. And you wrote this as a memoir? Well, yes. Yes, we call it a fictionalized memoir. 
I, I guess that genre doesn't exist, but we created it. <laughs> I like it. Now, who are some of the people we'll meet at this retirement community? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, we've got people named uh, Brunhilde Mieskite, who's a board member. Uh-huh. We have Leopold Stieber, Philbert Derdorf Trottle. My gosh, no Marys or Janes at this retirement? No, 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 this, no these, no. these are most unusual <laughs> names. We had to disguise their names. Yes. We did not use anybody's real name. Yes. And we, we have um, also Ima Hazar and uh, Dr. Freud is in the book. Well, he's a voice in my head. He yes. speaks to me. So rather than me analyzing my neighbors, we let Dr. Freud do the work for me. I'm a psychologist. I'm a licensed psychologist. Oh, my goodness. So you you know of what you speak here. Well, yeah, actually, it, it's sort of a psychological novel, but it's so low-keyed because we transform the residents of the neighborhood. We get them to a much higher level of functioning, but it's a very, it's just a humorous satire, so it would slip by most people that they wouldn't even realize it's a psychological novel because it's just a good story. So this is based on a place you actually lived or a place yeah. you, oh, you lived there? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then, we, lived, we lived there in the wintertime where it was a snowbird place for us. We should say this is really based on all the settings we've ever yeah. lived in. Right. Because there are universal types of people, you know, the good, the bad, and ugly. They live in all neighborhoods. Uh-huh. So we just have some good-natured fun with them. That's fantastic. Now, are you allowed back to this facility, or have you found a new one? <laughs> well, you know, that was what we were asked when we presented this in Florida this winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we could visit. <laughs> so yes. we haven't been back to the Southwest in a Wow. Oh, that is so funny. All right. Now, I know there's a little marijuana in this story, too. How does that come into play? Well, what happens is that the neighborhood, the real neighborhood, was going bankrupt for a second time. We had moved in knowing there had been one bankruptcy, and that's why the houses were you know, reasonably uh, priced. But when they were going up for a second bankruptcy, I suggested we had an internal website. The community was mostly retired academics, so we had our own system of communication. And I proposed the idea, why don't we apply for a medical marijuana dispensary license because we're in the middle of nowhere and, uh, you know, we, we could compete and we could uh, save the neighborhood. So actually, the, the real letter is in the book. Oh, that's great. <laughs> the only difference is it doesn't have the state's website for how to apply. We try to convince them of the wisdom of becoming entrepreneurs. Fabulous. And, <laughs> and we want everybody to get the book and have this be their favorite beach read for Absolutely. the summer. Of course, of course. You got it. Absolutely. That's the idea. Nancy, I want to ask you, how, how is your husband to work with? Was he a good writing partner? Oh, he's, he's an excellent writing partner. Well, he's, he's always been just a fantastic storyteller. He, he kind of lives for a good story. And he's always got his ears open for, you know, a good story. So we, we've always done everything together for our whole, our whole marriage. But he's, he's fantastic to work with. And he's, he's very creative. And the two of us really wrote the whole thing, you know, completely together. It was a, it was a really great adventure for us. Now, I have to ask, are you working on a second novel? Yeah, we actually did start the second novel. Um, we we have the uh, we have the title and we we have the basic premise. The title is going to be Einstein Meadows K Paso, which is you know the past tense. It means what happened in Spanish. Okay. And it's called what are we calling it? Lessons. Lessons learned while letting it all hang out. There are uh, a series of epiphanies that the seniors get uh, when they get uh, more mellow and to decide to lose their clothes. <laughs> so they get they get a series of uh, you know well instead of calling it epiphanies, we've been calling it lessons learned. But the first chapter is the importance of adjusting your expectations. All right, we look forward to reading that. Give us your website one more time. 
EinsteinMeadows.com. Nancy and Ned Engel, they are our retirement tour guides. Pick up their book, Einstein Meadows, and let me know if you'd like to win a copy. Now, if we're going to be doing all this beach reading this summer, you need to meet the flip-flop babes, daughter Laura and mother Cindy. Today, we're giving away the perfect tote to carry your flip-flops in. Laura, we ask you, whose idea was it to go into the beautiful tote bag business? Definitely mom's. Definitely (laughs) mom's, because she was known for carrying her flip-flops around. Tell that story. Oh, my God. Yeah, one night we were out in the city, and we were with some mutual friends. We had all gone out to some nice steakhouse, and we're all walking back, and the car was a little, you know, a couple blocks away, and our feet are already sore from walking in heels all night. So mom, at the time, had made one of the bags, like, just for herself, and she... She pulled out her flip-flops out of the bag and put her heels in the tote. And all of a sudden, she's walking happily while me and the other friends there are suffering, walking in our heels, screaming. One of the girls even took her shoes off and her dirty feet walking on the sidewalks. It was horrible. So the friend looks at her and goes, oh, what are you, a flip-flop, babe? And Cindy said, yeah, that's exactly what I am. Wow. And an idea was born. So when did you decide you were going to turn it into a business? Cindy basically decided one day when we were out not even looking for fabric. It was just like a moment struck her. We were driving. She says, look, it's a fabric store. Quick. She dodged into the parking lot and she ran in and and I didn't even go in with her. I said, oh, I'm just going to sit in the car and wait. She comes back with all this fabric and she goes, I'm making this bag and I don't care. Nobody's going to stop me. I said, well, how are you going to do this? You don't, how are you going to get this done? And, you know, I, I wasn't sure what to think at that point, but she enlisted the help of a local seamstress and she got the bags made together and I thought they were really beautiful and next thing you know we started having people requesting them and saying hey yeah I'll take one that's a great idea that's brilliant it's genius next thing you know I'm setting up a website and a PayPal account and an LLC and there it was right are you available in any stores yeah we're definitely in some boutiques around the country and we are online on our own website we're also on Etsy and on Amazon Handmade. Hi. God, you have a great kid. I had a way for her to grow up so she could be my um, business partner. Amazing. That's fantastic. (laughs) So I love the story, Cindy, that your daughter tells about you going into the fabric store and saying, no one's going to stop me. No, it was, I would call it more of a haunting than anything else. Actually, it was right before Halloween. We were looking for costumes because I was having a Halloween party. And right before the uh, place, there was a uh, fabric store, and that's when I said, I'm going in there, I'm getting the fabric, and the bag is going to get made. Now, there was a day that you and your daughter were both watching TV, and Kathy Lee Gifford mentions your flip-flop bay bag on her favorite things. How did that happen? We had a meet and greet at Bloomingdale's for Kathy Lee's gift wine at in White Plains. So I had previously sent uh, two bags to one to Hoda, one to Kathy Lee by mail, and she never received them. The reason I know that is because when I finally got to speak with her, I asked her if she had gotten it, and she said, no, well, what are you talking about? I always carry extra bags with me, as you know. Yes. And I gifted her another one, and I said, okay, Kathy Lee, since you didn't get the first one I sent you, you're going to get this one. And uh, my doggie was with us. We have a gorgeous picture. I gifted her the bag, and then maybe two weeks later, she takes it out on the show as one of her favorite things. Oh, fantastic. I have to tell you, I think I almost fainted 
right in the kitchen when I was watching. We <laughs> had no great. clue it was going to be showcased that day. It's so lightweight, and the beauty of it is is that it folds up tiny, 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 weighs nothing, and fits in your purse. It opens up to an enormous bag that you can put Correct. more more than just your high heels in. You could use it for all oh, kinds of Oh, you can put everything. You can put your life in there. Put everything you need to put in there because your other bags won't carry it. In other words, if you have a clutch, it's not going to carry anything. And if you have one of those heavy leather bags, obviously that's not going to go to a party. So take this bag and make it gorgeous and nobody will know you're carrying all your, all your stuff. That's Cindy, who with her daughter Laura created the beautiful flip-flop babe totes and I have a gorgeous one to give away email your name and address to caseyradio at gmail.com if you're interested in winning and visit flipflopbabe.com see you next week You've been listening to The Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of The Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the Center for Dermatology, Cosmetic, and Laser Surgery in Mount Kisco. Recapture your youthful look with Dr. David Bank. Visit thecenterforderm.com. You'll be happy you did. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at kcradio.com. And join Casey for another edition of The Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD.